Welcome to Life, bringing you insight and experiences into love, relationships, and fertility with a focus on enjoying life and moving forward. On today's podcast, we'll be speaking about pulse diagnostic with Dr. Miriam Pinellas and Adrian Tercani, practitioners of acupuncture. They'll tell us about this ancient tool used to uncover the root cause of a condition. Love, insight, fertility, and experiences. That's what we talk about here. And I'm very happy to have two people joining us today, Dr. Miriam Pinellas and Adrian Turk. Adrian, say your last name because I'm going to say Tarakani. it wrong. And I, Tarakani. Tarakani. And Adrian is a sports therapist and an acupuncturist, which is a fabulous combination. So I'm so glad that the two of you are here today. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Lori. It's, it's good to, to be, be here. here. Yeah, and the last time you and I had the opportunity to talk together was when we did the radio show a couple months back. Yeah. And the two of us discussed fertility because we, or I feel fortunate enough to be able to share so many patients with you. So... One of the things that we're going to talk about today was, or actually the major topic, was going to be pulse diagnostic. And I think when people think about pulse diagnostic or going to people for pulse therapy, they think of magnetic treatment. But I wanted to explain a little bit about what it was from my perspective and then let the two of you really give everybody the specific information. So I had the fortunate experience of going to the office one day, and my patient did also actually one of them, and what happens is you sit down, and each one of them takes one of your wrists, and they feel your pulse. And the sheer sense of being touched just makes you feel so cared for and loved, which is actually what my patient and I were talking about. And they feel your pulse, and through feeling your pulse, they're able to understand what it is that's going on in your body and to diagnose conditions that are difficult to diagnose. What's interesting about that is the insight that they get just from the touch really helps them to understand how to move forward and how to allow you to move forward. So through this treatment, we're able to uncover many things that are difficult to uncover. And usually people go to acupuncture or some type of other type of alternative med medicine when traditional medicine hasn't worked. And it would be so nice for people to become aware of why maybe they could go to you first or second to avoid a lot of the other testing and things that go on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it'd be great for you to share that. When we think about fertility, which of course is something that I focus on, a third of the people don't have a, di don't have a cause to the diagnosis. And I know a lot of them seek your help. And I know that they get a lot of successful outcomes. But when we think about other conditions, like cardiac conditions, when we look at the people with the invisible handicaps, like hearing or sight, or maybe a neurological deficit, a lot of those are vertigo. A lot of these conditions also, they don't know the cause. So I'm not sure where you want to begin, but maybe a little overview of what this actually is and how people benefit from it. Um, well, a pulse diagnosis, um it, it, it's probably two thousand, two and a half thousand years old. It, it, it started a long time ago, and um, we don't really get taught that much in school about it and how to do it. it. It's sort of deemed something that's really difficult and inaccessible to us as practitioners. It you know it takes a long, long time for you to uh, to be able to to practice it efficiently. Uh, Miriam and I were fortunate enough to meet uh, our mentor, who put it in a, a very simple and clear manner. And um, it's 
accuracy and its ability to um, see what's going on in the inner workings of the body is it's, it's incredible it's um, fantastic and it gives us a real insight onto to what the mechanism of action to things that are going wrong in the body so that's pretty amazing that you do that just from touch it is it is yes. yeah it's incredible and how do you do that I, I mean I know that when I was there and I know when people who I work with go there you feel the rest wrist and you feel their pulse so how are you able through touching somebody's pulse to identify what so many doctors aren't able to through all this testing and medications yeah we're palpating specific regions on the, the wrist so we'll be we're feeling at least between four and six positions on the wrist these different positions represent different organs and body systems the reproductive system the circulatory system the endocrine system and we're feeling um, certain qualities, certain levels, shapes. Um, all these different things give us information about the picture inside and what is causing a particular symptom or syndrome. Based on what we feel, we then write a custom prescription, herbal prescription for the patient. And we'll also um, usually uh, tailor our acupuncture treatment based on what we're feeling on the pulse. As treatment continues, these sensations that we're feeling will shift, and that's how we know that our prescriptions are working. Um, until within maybe two months, six months, eight months time, a person's pulse has transformed into a balanced, healthy pulse, and we know treatment has concluded. Now, do the people feel their pulse change, or do they know that there's a problem with their pulse? I know that sounds like such a, you know, maybe crazy or silly question, but... No, that's, uh, they see a change in the symptoms, the improvement of symptoms. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's, it's, uh, it was really important what Miriam said there is because we have a direct guide on whether or not our treatment is successful. So unlike uh, just you know, trying and seeing if it's effective, we, we can tell that we're normalising someone's system and we know that we're on the right track. And they pretty quickly, sometimes within a week, start to see improvements in their symptoms. Wow, For example, that's pretty amazing in a week. Yes. Yeah. Things like insomnia, they'll be sleeping much better within the first week. Mm -hmm. And we may be treating something like uh, the physical heart itself, but one of the symptoms is insomnia. And so we'll, we'll get a good indication straight away because their sleep improves. So that's one example of, of how we can track our progress. Are there any statistics or any information that's been studied at this point in terms of outcome? I know this has been around for longer than most medicine. I would say no. On, on pulse diagnosis, mm -hmm. um, I would say no. I think no. it's soon to come, mm -hmm. but not it's, right now. As I said, it, it was mostly a lost art, um, yeah. and it's slowly gaining momentum now, um, but we don't our, one of our mentors, um, Robert Doan, he is starting to do some research. Uh, in particular, he's found that through testing fluid dynamics that we um, can see that there is a different quality in all three positions. So we know that so far in our research that's actually true. What we don't know yet is, is how we can figure out each position is a different part or different organ in the body. So, we, you know, further research does need to be done to support... Um, 
our our research comes from treating you know hundred plus people a week and seeing them improve and and seeing the the pulse come back to what we call a home position. A home position is a balanced position. Uh, and I know balance is such a such an important piece in life. So is the or, what is the origin really of how? Do you know the origin of how this started when you went to the? I know the two of you were away. I'm not sure what country you went to or where you were when you took this course. The method that we actually use originates from a, um, Dr. Jimmy Chang. So uh-huh. he's a Taiwanese doctor. Right, that's true. Yeah, who spent uh, every day in a hospital in Taiwan. And he actually brilliantly, do- he, he created this himself through, through trial and error, really. Uh-huh. He would see very sick people, kidney failure, and he would tie a pulse quality with their situation. And through years and years and years, he was able to document and actually he draws the pulse pictures. He's an artist. And wow. put this all out in a book for us to benefit from and learn from. Yeah, That's, it's quite brilliant. Yeah, I, I think it's fabulous. You know, it's just as somebody who um, is going to try and play devil's advocate for a minute, how do you tell the world that this is a better way to go than going to your doctor and going through testing and, you know, waiting until kind of the last resort versus put it up in the first three when seeking treatment? So with our patients, we never negate the use or effectiveness of Western medicine. So it's something we respect. And and like everything, Western medicine has its place. Eastern medicine has its place. Right. So And it's the complement of the two. Yes. Totally. And so a lot of our patients already come in with that Western medicine assessment, labs, um, scans, and those are those are help those are useful to us, um, and we use them in our treatment planning. Um, and so it's n- doesn't always have to be that um, pulse diagnosis comes before the Western diagnostic methods. Okay, but they should be used together because what we can pick up on a pulse is the origin, the root of the disease, mm-hmm. which is essential. That's kind of what we were talking about. And, you're right. And not only that, but how to best treat this person's manifestation of this disease, because yes. no two people are alike. And often mm-hmm. the manifestation of disease isn't always the same. And so two people can come in with high blood pressure and they'll get a diagnosis of high blood pressure from their doctor and perhaps be put on the same medication or maybe the same diet plan. But if they come in and have their pulse read, there's a good chance the root of their blood pressure, well, oftentimes it, it is different. I so agree with what you're saying. I mean, in my practice alone, I could have five people that I'm working with who are depressed, and each one have a different reason for the depression. Right. And that's a little easier sometimes, I think, for um, for people to understand because they're so familiar with it. But what you're saying is essential, and we really have to treat everybody as if they're a unique individual. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even yes. to the point for us of... Uh, cardiology someone comes in for as Miriam said but it could be anything it it could be um, as Miriam said high blood pressure but we might find it's from the liver in our system and not the heart directly and we'll treat the liver and see changes so it really really Mm -hmm. is person dependent it's very specific to each individual or even the kidneys right Right. And, and you think about it, that's true, right? Because everyone has a predisposition or everyone has a behavior that's very different. I might tend towards anger and someone else tends towards depression and they they will manifest and change the way our organs function and cause that same symptom. But the, the reason for the symptom is different in each person. Right, right. 
I mean, that makes so much sense. It, it really does. Because when you look at anything in life, and I think those are the people that fall through the cracks. It's the people that, um, you know, they don't fall into like the, the bell curve. Mm-hmm. It's those yep. outliers where the doctors get a little stuck. And, and those are the people who suffer because they don't know what to do. So they're walking around in chronic pain, whether it's visible or not. That's right. Louis, oh. That's where we shine, actually, yeah. is yeah. where they struggle to find the reason. Um, yeah. We find that Chinese medicine acupuncture seems to excel, actually. So how many people would come into your office? I mean, I could guess, to be honest with you, but how many would people would come into your office and come to you and say, I have tried everything? And I don't know, <laughs> why are you all laughing already? <laughs> yeah, all of them, right? Right. I mean, really, almost all of them. Right. They tried every diet, Th- certain medications, certain ther- ther- therapies. And as you said earlier, actually, we'd like to change that because mm-hmm. Chinese medicine is a great preve- preventative medicine as well. And um, using the pulse, we can determine how your organs are, how the state of blood flow is, and we can not predict, but we can help to normalize, as we said, balance before the symptoms arise. Right, so, you know, balance is really important, and we were touching on that before. The thing about balance is that um, I think, you know, sometimes, especially living in Manhattan, anywhere, actually, but especially in Manhattan, everybody's rushing around so much that they almost forget that they're not feeling balanced. They actually get so caught up in the rushing. Mm-hmm. And it's important, you know my favorite expression. I mean, I think you know it well, Miriam. But it's just pause and perspective. Yeah. Give yourself that moment to sit back, take a deep breath, and say, wait a minute, what is really going on here? And so I, I sense that most people don't realize it until the opportunity comes up to say, wait, 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 let's just slow down and see what's going on. They don't realize it till a symptom comes up, unfortunately. They come in with anxiety or insomnia or um, IBS. Mm-hmm. And um, another beautiful thing about Chinese medicine, and one of the reasons I actually became a practitioner, is because of that first visit with, with an acupuncturist. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this person you're describing has now developed a symptom or, or you know, a difficult challenge. And you come in for your first visit with, with an acupuncturist and it's a you know, usually a two hour visit where someone listens to you and really listens to everything that you're experiencing, that you have experienced in the past that could be contributing to this present condition. And how cathartic is that? Quite frankly. I see that with work you know, of it's course. so cathartic. It's, 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 yeah, Undivided attention and then to have somebody holding your hand in your pulse at the same time. Is so supportive <laughs> and yeah. loving and caring. It's nice. wonderful. Yeah, uh, right. And how you know? How often do you get that kind of time with a with a medical practitioner? So well, almost no, never. No, yeah, never. almost never. It depends, but it's rare. So what? You know, I, we kind of talked about the gamut of all different kinds of conditions that are treated, but which ones do you really find are the most helped with your practice? There's quite a few, but I mean, what, of course, like you, we specialize in fertility. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what's fascinating is um, what we can find without being told in the pulse through fertility. We can feel if the blood is flowing properly. We can often feel, believe it or not, cysts, fibroids within the pulse. Really? Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. I mean, we can even feel a history of abortion. Yeah. 
Seriously. Yeah. C-section scars. Yeah. Now, your, how do your you life do is that? In your pulse. Because I know I can't be, possibly be the only person saying, how can you do that just through feeling a pulse? You know, we could probably, I mean, <laughs> we could get theoretical as to why we think, but for me, it's the, the pulse is, it's a window into the inside workings of your body. It's, uh, it's like the headwater. You have your main artery running through there, your radial artery, and um, I like to see the body as a river system. And this is just giving us a, a small picture of what's going on in the whole system. And so if there's a block in the road, you know, so to speak, we can feel that. And I think it's particularly um, visible in the reproductive organs because I guess it's also in the heart too because it's like a piping system. Everything has to be working properly. Yes, yes. And we can really feel whether that's not enough blood, too much blood, or if there's actually something physically blocking like a fibroid cyst or scar. That's remarkable. It, it really is. It's remarkable. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And, and we are blown away every day, aren't we, Miriam? We, to ourselves, yes, we stare at each other <laughs> and it's, wow. Constantly. Mm. And and um, to add to that, we'll, we'll, there are certain qualities in the pulse that will indicate whether a person will have some trouble getting pregnant and whether there will yeah. be obstacles during um, an IVF cycle. And we treat accordingly. Shout out to Miriam. She's very good at just through feeling the pulse. You can tell if someone how emotionally stable they'll be after birth, which is, as we know, incredibly important. If someone that's can incredibly important. Offer something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I work with people with postpartum, and it's devastating to them. So, if in fact you're able to identify that there's going to be potential postpartum prior to delivery, what is it that you do? How do you prepare? Uh, so, when I'm treating pregnant women, I'll always feel their pulse. And if I do pick up a quality that shows me they have a tendency, they tendency toward depression or or anxiety, because those are different qualities. Yes, they're very different, and they're and they show up differently on the pulse too. But they do go hand in hand. Yes, but they are very different. Yes, and so if we if we if we sense that I have a conversation with them about postpartum depression, what might show up for them, mm -hmm. um. And I, I give them resources and I let them know that there are herbs we use that fit their pulse quality that will help to soften the transition. Um, as they, after they have their baby and hormones come back into balance, there are Chinese herbs that help to boost um, their energy um, and will also balance, um, will help the emotions become a little more smooth, less rocky. This can happen. Yeah, I think it's it's essential. I really do. And the more that I work with postpartum, the more that I see that support is needed. Yeah. And Lori, I'll tell you, so women take the information. There are some women who have history of anxiety and depression. Right. And for those women, I will actually send them home with the herbs even before they've had the baby, before postpartum has even developed, because I just feel very certain they're going to need it. And they always do. And they take it. But the women who, who are not sure if it'll show up they'll usually call me within five weeks and say hey Miriam you know I love my baby everything's great but I'm crying a lot I'm really tired and I think I need some help right and you seem much more extreme with that as well with postpartum I, I know I do yeah. so do you refer them for counseling also or for support I know there's not too many support groups for postpartum because the women are busy with their babies but I actually am thinking of starting one because it's it's a time when people could use the support and understand that this is an imbalance. It may be a little bit of a pre-morbid leaning that they have with anxiety and depression, yeah. but it's a chemical imbalance at this point. 
after the baby and you need something to help you get over this hump. And it's, that's incredible that you, you might consider offering that because it's true. It can be very severe and it, um, yes. it's something that definitely needs support and help. And we do. We recommend often to you, Laurie, <laughs> <laughs> and, and others. But, yeah, we always do. It's not just what we, you know, yeah. it's not yeah. just herbs or acupuncture. And it's certainly yeah, and not not to belabor the postpartum, but I I do I would like everybody to know that there is help there, and lots of times you have incredibly loving support systems there, and you don't feel it, yeah. and you you're not feeling it not because they're not there, you're not feeling it because of your hormones at that point, and that all of your old coping mechanisms can't fight the hormones. And so what right. we want to do is we want to try and find balance, to keep using that word today, but that's really what we want to do. We want to find balance so that you can continue to move forward and get back to where you want to be. Yes. And I want to say for, for anyone listening um, that sometimes, you know, we both, we know with patients that the herbs are not enough and they're not the only thing that need um, need to be uh, given and so there are patients that um, will take the herbs and notice it's not enough right. and move on to a psychiatric medication. Um, oftentimes they can take the herbs along with them for the right. continued support, but that you know. Yeah, and there's some very good psychiatrists that are able to work with this condition, mm-hmm. so it's incredibly treatable. Nobody is really alone, but you feel incredibly isolated and alone when you're going through this. And why wouldn't you? just like fertility, and honestly, just like any hidden condition or any hard-to-diagnose condition where you just feel like you're out there and everybody has turned their back on you, you know, except the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> so they can go to both of you and feel feel the love that comes out of this office. Thank you. So is there anything, anything that you really want to share with everybody that you find that would be helpful that would help them to understand that this isn't just feeling somebody's wrist and that there's there's honestly help out there with, I don't know, which conditions you want to talk about besides fertility? Um, I'd, I'd just like to use a, ca- a case example because I think it, it shows the strength. This was very early on, actually, and um, I was fortunate enough for Miriam to let me practice the pulse. And I was feeling a patient's pulse, and I could feel these two significant um, lumps um, in this person's radial artery. And I had no idea what I was feeling, but I said, oh, do you have something around your chest? Is there something? And I really didn't, I didn't know what I was feeling. I just could feel these two lumps in near the abdomen chest area. And it turned out that she had two surgical implants that remained there. And I could clearly oh feel goodness. them. I didn't even know I was actually a novice and I didn't know really what I was doing. I was just learning. And that was the first moment for me where I went, I can actually feel physically what's going on in the body on the pulse. It's not an analogy. It's not um, something that I need to oh, you know, paint a picture of. It's, it's very clear. That's amazing. Do you, need, do you need to be a certain type of person to do this treatment or to do this diagnostic procedure? I think you do it. I think maybe you do it in in in, in our field. Maybe the the pulse mm. itself. I think it's quite accessible. I think I'd like to believe we could all learn because it's so powerful and can help so many. Um, that I don't know if Miriam thinks the same, but yeah, for me, I think it's pretty learnable. Absolutely, you have to be hardworking. You do have to be. Yeah. You have to really work at it. You have practice. to study hard. Yeah, that's for sure. 
So are there any other masters in this besides your teacher? You spoke so highly about this professor. Uh, we, have two, uh, we have two teachers, so uh, Robert Doan and Dr. Jimmy Chang. They're our mm. two mentors. Um, and we're starting to get a few people, specific, you know, especially through the United States, that are learning this and starting to practice. But once you learn and you get it right a few times, it's, it's hard to deny you just keep going. Right, but it seems to me like the two of you are really expert in the field, at least in New York. We have a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're three years and we average 100 patients a week. So uh, I'd, I'd say that we're, we're quite experienced, yeah. And are people calling you specifically for a post-diagnostic? Starting to happen. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Words, yeah. This word gets out. They're coming in for for help and and they're learning about pulse diagnosis through their own treatment. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we don't specifically market that as much as, you know, but people do hear about it and then you know, we get that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I think that this is incredible. It's an incredible tre- diagnostic. I'm calling it a treatment because, and the reason why I keep going to the word treatment is just because when you're sitting there, you know, and having somebody hold your hand and listen to you, it just feels like a treatment with that alone. Mm-hmm. So that's why I keep replacing it with the word treatment. But Th- yeah. Thank you so much for having us, Lori, and giving Lori. us a platform to discuss this beautiful medicine and this very sophisticated form of diagnosis. We, we love what we do. It's exciting for us every day. And um, the joy of helping people um, is incredible. So, so if people you. want to contact you, how would they do that? Uh, they can visit the website, www.conscioushealthandwellness.com. And there you can find our phone number and email address. And um, we're also on Facebook and, um, and Google. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. If you have any questions or if there's anything I could help you with, please feel free to contact me at lauriemetz.net. Have a good day. <laughs>